0: Power Athlete Nation. Before we get into today's Masters of Movement episode,
1: we've got a word from our sponsors. Let's have it, John. I want to give a shout out to Steve's who makes some of the best beef jerky I've had in recent years. As you know, I'm a big jerky snob and this stuff is good. What I like about it is how simple it is. As I've always said, the best beef jerky is usually the simplest beef jerky and simple and easy. As I can attest, The big beef jerky brands use sugar, fillers, and subpar ingredients to cut corners and lower the price point so they can sell at a premium, but not Steve's. He uses the highest quality beef jerky with zero sugar, a few carbs, and a simple recipe based on natural ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. On top of having some badass jerky, Steve is also a family-owned business in South Jersey. He started with a simple obsession, make the best portable protein snacks on the market, and... Steve is also a power athlete himself and follows the grindstone program. So I love their tagline, when you're at the top of the food chain, eat like it. If you guys want to give it a try, he's throwing us out a 20% discount code. So use power Athlete 20 on your first order and see exactly how good this stuff is.
0: And the masters of the universe.
1: As you know, Tex, a.k.a. Mr. McQuokin, we have these the programs on Train now. Heroic. And, you know, thousands of people a day are logging information and going through it, uh, doing the training, and we get all of that information. I don't know if you obsessively go through it like I do, but one of the questions I keep getting hit at on multiple programs is how to lunge properly. And when people post videos, a lot of the lunging, it looks pretty janky. And I feel like even though we have some tips, and if you go, and if you're following one of our training programs, you can always go under any movement and go to tips and see a video, get a little write-up, but I feel like the lunge is very misunderstood.
0: And the, the great benefit of it, we almost need to put our people in the best position to understand this movement, what to think, what to feel and if they're filming, what to look for for themselves or share with the training
1: feeds. So when we do, Jack, so in, on Jack Street, you know, obviously Jack Street to me is probably the number one world-class hypertrophy-based program and one of our most successful, but we use the lunge quite often as a leg developer and uh, you know if you tune into the you know, interwebs and you look into Instagram, you see a lot of you know, hot booty babes doing lunges, not necessarily understanding how to do a lunge, and more importantly, what it, the focus of the lunge is. Now, uh, the lunge is pretty fascinating in that it hits a few different muscles, one of them being rectus femoris, your gluteus max, and then also your battus lateralis. Um, the interesting thing about the glute max, it is for hip extension. So when people think they're like, oh, I'm doing this for the glutes, The one issue that I see is when I watch people lunge, it just looks like them getting into position, doing a Bulgarian split squat with a vertical shin, and then standing up and doing what we call a wedding step, and then stepping into the next one, never focusing on keeping a positive shin angle and driving their knee over the toe, and then driving out like they're trying to like sprint through and pulling into that next one, putting their big uh, big toe in the ground, slamming it down, and then driving through and looking at it like a series of movements, just not individual squat, step, squat, step.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the beauty is while it is an amazing tool for muscular development, it's also a key component of developing athleticism because we are moving through space with a walking lunge. And there's components of sprint technique, of step-ups, within the lunge, and it's almost like we're training speed development alongside muscular development, and we're coaching in a window. So less complex movement that we can key in on some coachable actions
1: to empower an athlete's performance. So the faults that I see, the biggest one is the feet too narrow. Everybody seems to be lunging on a tightrope. So I always think shoulder width as you lunge, trying to maintain that shoulder width. Uh, Classic carryover would be like in, uh, uh, you know, split jerk, for example, from Olympic weightlifting. If you've done any split jerking, you realize that if you straight go this way and this way and you were able to maintain and keep that, uh, you know, that width of foot, you're much more stable opposed from being here and then coming here. So a lot of times when I'm watching, the one biggest issue I see is people are not maintaining that base and they're lunging on a tight rope. Uh, The other one I really uh, see is a vertical shin. Everybody kind of lunges out vertical shin and then they go straight down and then straight up. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that we're lunging with a vertical shin. They want the knee to go over the toe and then we want to be able to pull that back leg and drive it through. Like you're trying to, you know, Muay Thai knee somebody in the face and be explosive as you come through and You know really just that lack of drive and understanding the transition that you're coming through You're driving into the next one and the next one and the next one It's just not a series of like single leg squats that are tied together with a wedding step
0: and that pull Through space and that high knee drive that is key and because the action imagine your hips are moving through space along with that fault when they hit their high knee They're almost reaching forward with the foot only not trusting their hips to move through space so as they hips move through space, their foot can touch the ground and seamless into the knee tracking over the foot versus reach your foot forward, make ground contact, then drop the back knee. So we need that hip moving through space. The cue and direction would be to pull into your next step. So there's a lot going on and I feel
1: like what, do you, what about the back leg? So that's another thing that I've, okay. I've, I've seen that as people go to lunch or so focused on the front leg, we want a slight bend in the back leg. We don't want it like an iron board, but we don't want it so overbent that, uh, you know, it's doing nothing to really lengthen and, str- and like put that hip flexor into a, uh, you know, like a lengthening position. Yep. So a lot of times when I watch people are so apt to like bend that back knee to take all the stress off of the, you know, the hip flexor, you know, adductor and all those pieces.
0: Uh-huh. The, the very common fault is them keeping that back leg straight and actually pulls and takes their posture out of a poor position. Because how, they have to arch. Uh-huh. And how we're coaching that up is we want both knees to bend together and aiming for a straight line from the back knee to the top of the head. A poor coaching technique is saying that knee needs to touch the ground. Mm. It does not have to for everyone. Because if they're aiming to now have the bent knee touch the ground, and they're breaking at the hip. They're losing their posture. They're falling forward. Then it negatively affects our ability to pull and recruit that posterior chain to get into your next rep. So we're getting away from muscular development and athleticism development if we're forcing our athletes to touch their knee to the ground for a point.
1: So excessive knee bend in the back, uh, in the back, in the back leg, is uh, a bad. I mean, it's just a bad effect. And when I see that. Like, I think about, like, uh, you do need to bend it, but you still need to keep tension on that back leg so that it's loaded to be able to drive and pull through into a position. I think when people get excessive knee bend and they touch the ground, the first thing they do is they have to go straight up. They can't transition into it like at a 45 with, with their weight over their Well,
0: knee. and then it's more of that, that anterior, the front side development versus that, that backside pull that we're aiming for with this particular variation of the lunge.
1: What about the upper body? I mean, we don't want Ooh. to be uh, straight up and down iron block like uh, you know, like an iron rod. We want to have a decent chest lean because I always thought about this, the lunge as um, you know a similar motion to the sprint. Mm-hmm. So I want to have you know the knee is always over the toe as I'm driving through. My weight is on that front leg and my chest is over my knee, and I'm trying to push all of that weight and all that focus into that lead leg, and then be able to pull the other one and be able to step through, maintaining that good posture, leaning forward.
0: And if we're watching Olympic trials, it's a beautiful representation of the the spine position that we want. And another visual, pretend you have a barbell on your back. yeah. Or positioning our dumbbells so it is to the side in a suitcase. And then I can really tell when we're coaching, if we're seeing the over sway of that trunk forwards, Oversway backwards that we lose the position, the overarch. So we do load it up to really challenge and not ignore posture. That also, the weight helps muscular development.
1: So we think about, um, you know, one one of the guys on hammer uh, pulled his hamstring, and as he was talking through the hamstring pull, uh, I can like, you know, he's typing this out on the hammer feed. Hey, I pulled my hamstring, and he went through, kind of gave us a little debrief of what happened. And instantly, all that came to mind was horizon change. Uh And hit him with a few questions, he came back and said, I've always been coached to try to lengthen my stride, that I'm a long, tall guy and I'm trying to lengthen my stride. What happens when you're sprinting, you're trying to purposely lengthen your stride uh, you end up reaching and pulling, and when that knee, when that foot gets outside of that, you know, outside of the the body, and the leg gets straight, and you get into this kind of like where you're pulling the ground underneath, and the foot's out in front of the knee, you're gonna pull your hamstring. We've seen mm-hmm. it a million times with horizon changes. What? I talked to the individual about is is I'm like, you want to have a stride lengthened, but it has to be lengthened in other ways. The reason we do the dead bugs, we'll we'll do the, you know, obviously changing up and splitting the legs, you know, we'll do congelateral, four-way, ipsilateral, is that ability to pull the two legs apart while maintaining that top leg Mm -hmm. to focus on that hamstring, but also lengthening that hip flexor and that adductor. Now, the lunge can be used in the same way and transition from that dead bug into that lunge, maintaining that good position. And as you're stepping through, you're lengthening and then driving through. But if you're able to focus on keeping the knee over the toe, yep. we can effectively work to lengthen or to, I'm sorry, effectively begin to lengthen your stride under load or in under uh, you know some form of Very
0: range of motion. Very much so in a more coachable window than the sprint. Sure. And that fault will appear as I mentioned earlier. They're they're not trusting their hips to move through space. They're pawing that toe, trying to touch it into the pool, and then moving as soon as they make foot contact. We're encouraging your hips to move through space and trust. And we'll we'll go up into the gym and really.
1: No, I I I think this conversation necessitates us leaving here in the podcast room going up the gym and uh, we'll work through all these and we'll see if we can really hammer out the fine points of the lunge and put a definite stake in the ground for all the programs whether you're following Jack Street, Field Strong, Hammer, Grindstone, uh, Lean Enable, am I missing one? Bedrock. Bedrock, you know, whatever it is, if you're following a power athlete program and the lunge comes up because it it fits within our primal model of X, Y, and Z axis, so it's going to show up in all programs. That you know how to efficiently lunge, and more importantly, see the carryover for not only musculature strength, but for athleticism and balance, and also flexibility on the road. All
0: right, Power Athlete Nation, thank you for listening to Masters of Movement. If there's a movement that you want us to hit, hit us with a text message. To the Power Athlete Radio hotline, 929-464-464-0. That's 929-ing-ing-0. If you're looking for training, we have a seven-day free trial on all of our programs. Easy find at PowerAthleteHQ.com slash training. That's PowerAthleteHQ.com slash training. Bye.